When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Bigfoot Collectors Club with Bryce and Michael. <laughs> I know a ghost story or two. Let's do this. <laughs> Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Bigfoot Collectors Club. <laughs> that intro is so Every like time. our Sasquatch is so broy. It's awesome. It's pretty great. Um, hi, I'm Michael McMillan. I'm your host, and with me always is your co-host, my Bri- co-host, Bryce Johnson. Hi, Bryce. How's it going, Mike? It's going well. Good. How is uh? Okay, so this is airing in you know mid December, but for us, we just got done with Thanksgiving. How was your Thanksgiving? It was great. It yeah. was great. I don't normally eat a lot of meat, but I went ahead and had some fowl. Okay. Why not? A little waterfowl? Sure. Was there any duck served? No, no, just regular bird. But it was a conscious decision, so I think that's important. Did you give thanks for anything this season? Yeah, man, I'm really thankful for you, man, in this Bigfoot podcast. Thanks, buddy. I feel the same way. You know what's so cool is that we are growing, this is what, our fifth episode, and we're like growing a little audience, so I want to thank everybody who's actually tuning in and downloading and listening to the show. I mean, it's really cool. I wanted to say a couple things up top, um, some club business. Uh, real quick correction for last week when I was talking about my story, which was the Hop- Hopkinsville Goblin. The the 37th parallel north is longitude, not latitude. Gotcha. I'm an idiot. No. I misunderstood. Listen, and I'm glad you brought that up. We're going to be making mistakes like that all the oh, time. all the time. Know, we're just a couple of dudes no, up in the I'm clubhouse. No, and I'm dumb. I am no, dumb. No, no. When it comes to math and, and geography, well, geography I'm okay with, but like math, especially, anything that has numbers, I'm, I'm bad. Capital of Montana. Uh, rally North yep, Dakota? that's it exactly. I don't know. So you're fine. Yeah, I'm fine. Uh, and then I also want to give a big shout out, speaking of uh, people listening to the show, I talked to Tyson from Maiden Voyage Clothing Company this weekend, the people who make the patches. Yeah, so cool. And he's cool. so cool, he's letting us use uh, his cool Protect Cryptid Wildlife patch on our, on our uh, album cover. So big shout out and a big thank you to Tyson. We're thankful for you. Definitely. And Maiden Voyage is not a sponsor, but honestly, I was, stuff. I, yeah, I was on their uh, Etsy page the other day, or their eBay page, I guess, and there's so much cool stuff. I'm going to start ordering. They have like really cool t-shirts. Yeah, well, I, I think know. throughout the length of this thing, we'll be shouting out a lot of cool yeah. places and uh, Instagrams and right. stuff like that. And then final bit of business before we get to our guest, uh, I want to ask you guys to please, please send us emails with your stories. We, we haven't gotten any yet. The Bigfoot Collectors Club at gmail.com. Bryce and I really want to do a listener files episode yeah. where we share your stories. So, and I, I be have, that first one. Yeah, I've had people tell me that they've got stories. So send them in, please. I mean, keep them short, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll read them. You know, don't go. You don't have to write a novel. A paragraph or two. Tell sure. your story. A bang in the night. Whatever. Great. Okay. Awesome. Well, here we are. It's episode five, and today we have a very fun guest. He's one of my best friends of all time. 
ladies and gentlemen. Oh, you'll see him on Nobody's on TBS. Ooh, correct. Yeah. TV Land, sorry. TV Land. TV Land. Actually, it's coming. It's they've they've moved it to a new network called the Paramount. Oh, Ooh. oh yeah, I've heard about this. Yeah. Okay, cool. So watch him on Nobody's. You can see him uh, doing. He's been a Groundlings Company member for years, and he's done shows over there. You might see him there doing shows every now and then. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Kevin Kirkpatrick. <laughs> Yay! I made my own applause happen. Yeah, yeah it was, <laughs> that's it was our, awesome. And this is our clubhouse ghost. Hi. Uh, hi, Kevin. Hi, Kevin. How are you, buddy? I am great. I'm How really was your happy to Thanksgiving? You were in Florida. I was in Florida for Thanksgiving, which is not... It, Florida doesn't feel very holiday-ish, but I guess neither does L.A. sometimes. But uh, Especially when it's 95 degrees yeah. on Thanksgiving. No yeah. good. Um, in Florida, did you happen to hear anything about the skunk ape? <laughs> I was skunk just gonna... ape? Yeah, skunk ape. That's no. the Florida Bigfoot. Yeah. It is? Yeah. yeah. He hangs out in the swamps, and he's stinky, so they call him skunk ape. You know, the, the old story goes was there's this old lady who wrote a letter to the sheriff's department, and she, with a couple I'm, photographs. I'm already, I'm already in. So <laughs> Any well, story starting yeah. an old lady, Kevin's like, this is my kind of fiction. No, yeah. and she was like, I have my grandkids over here, and I'm worried that this thing will hurt them. You need to do something about it. She sent in three photographs, and one of them, in the dark, one of them, I mean, this thing looks like an orangutan. It is huge. She's like, it's seven to eight feet tall, and I'd really wish you guys would do something about it. And she signed it anonymous because she didn't want, you know, but these pictures are still out there. By the way, you don't sound very Florida. (laughs) I'm sorry. Um, Yeah, and so that became known as, I think, is the Sarasota um, Sasquatch, the skunk ape. But it's great photographic evidence. That's okay. great. So yeah. you didn't see anything weird like that down there? What was the weirdest thing you saw in Florida? I mean, I was attacked by one, but at the <laughs> time, I wasn't right. really thinking, oh, this is the famous skunk ape. I was right. just like, this giant hairy creature has punched through my windshield and is dragging me into the woods. <laughs> How did you get away? Uh, I didn't. You I basically submitted. spent Thanksgiving <laughs> with the skunk apes. Sometimes you just have to submit to the captor. That's yeah, right. and can I tell you, they do their stuffing wrong. <laughs> That's amazing. No, I I I use uh, uh, green pepper. (laughs) Yeah. No. No, you gotta. I like a cornbread dressing. Yeah. I don't appreciate the breadcrumb (laughs) dressing that those goddamn skunk eggs were serving me. Can I I cuss on there? Yes, of course, please. It says explicit on the label. Yeah. Okay. So, Kevin, uh, we are so happy to have you today. Um, Now, you are someone who is not necessarily a skeptic. Right. But you don't have any personal experiences with the paranormal. I am forced into being a skeptic by a lack of experience and encounters. Now, are you open to an encounter? Yeah, I would say at this point, and I'm not just saying this to be to sound cute or whatever, I mean, which a lot of things I say are going to sound cute. <laughs> I was just thinking how Failed. adorable you are. <laughs> I know. But I honestly am, I've been open a long time, and... I'm now entering into some bitter territory Ooh, go because, on. because nothing happens. So you're yeah. feeling rejected yeah. by I'm the paranormal spectrum. By all, yes. I, I get that. What would you rather have happen to you? You want like a ghosted incident, UFO, or? I would like a mild encounter. A mi- <laughs> sure. Like a ghost cat brushes yeah, right. past your leg oh, and you give him a little right. pat. Yeah, yes. right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, most people I know 
have some kind of thing where like, and this man gave me a ride, and then when I turned around to thank him, he was gone. Like some angel. <laughs> right. Or that's a lot of those in Texas. A lot of people <laughs> that I know have experienced angels. You're from Texas. Yes, I am from Texas. What what down there was filled with angels. <laughs> right. <laughs> they love it there. What was your uh was there a local folklore in Texas? Was there something you would hear? Like mm. like Joplin, Missouri. I'm from Kansas City, and Joplin, Missouri had the spook light, which is like a, a glowing light that people would see, you know, darting around in the forest and the fields, and people would go park their cars and watch this thing. Was there anything in Texas that you were like, did you have your own Texas skunk ape, for example? Not that I know of. Any haunted houses in your neighborhood? <laughs> that's, a, that's a gear shift, I guess. <laughs> Something, anything. Come on. Yeah. There were some terrible haunted houses. Uh, yeah, I don't. I think I think it's more probably of a rural thing in Texas. I bet if, and I'm not from a small town, but I bet if I had been, there'd be all kinds of like legends and weird things that I knew about. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if the I don't know if the Lord being such a strong presence there sort of kept some of the some of the evil stuff way. at bay. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. No, it is. It is. Like very... I said, it's full of angels, though. Right. No, it is very. Interesting. People could see a large hairy beast with fangs and be like. Oh, this angel just was watching over me. I think it had a halo, I believe. Yeah. I tell you, this angel was so sweet, but his his cornbread stuffing was lacking this year. You know, that, I think I think belief does influence a lot of like what what we see in local communities and local lore. I think it has a big plays a big part anyway. You know. Yes. So I I definitely agree. I mean, definitely, your where you come from shapes the mythology that you're you, you know you've grown up with. I think. Did you? Was there anything when you were a kid, Kevin, that scared you? Did you? Did you have recurring nightmares of anything? If you were like, oh, did you watch like alien movies and you were scared of aliens? Was there anything that captured your imagination? Um, I think uh, not. <laughs> <laughs> I love no, it. Uh, I did. I had. I didn't. Uh, Do you uh, have any honest, imagination? Just be n- honest with none. us. None. <laughs> I had listen. I had a tough time as a kid. I had I was busy with other things. I didn't have the Michael McMillan upbringing where all he had to do was just daydream about aliens and what if what, totally. what if Bigfoot was in the woods just behind his house. Right. I was just trying to get enough food. Um, no, I will say this makes me sound like I'm obsessed with religion, but I will say that I met the devil twice. Mm. Why? Okay, see, this start is, with that. We're getting there. Let's talk Does that about count it. As yes, absolutely. Okay. Our very first episode, our origin story, talked about a devil that visited Bryce and stared at him through a window. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, with the horns. It looked like the uh, the, the we, we found out it was the, the Underwood Devil. Underwood from Devil. Underwood canned ham, I think. Just like that tuna canned ham. Yeah. Which is a little funny to me, but yeah. Nonetheless, I saw it. it looked like so. a mascot. Right. So what happened? You okay? This okay. Is, see, everybody's yeah. got a story. Here we go. Okay, you pulled one out. Yeah. Um. Uh. There's two. So where? Uh, which one do I start with? Um. Start at the beginning. Okay. The the first time that I saw the devil. Uh, I was walking home from a friend's house, let's say six blocks, and I... And you're how old? Mm, I'm probably 10. Great. And I'm walking home, and I would cut through side yards. In other words, instead of going to the street as a car would drive to get to my house, I just made the direct line, and I still had to cross like six streets, but I would just go, instead of using a street, I would just go between 
houses on every block. Oh yeah, you're cutting Terrible through, the backyards. through the backyards. Yeah. yeah. Big mistake. Uh-huh. No, I'm just kidding. That's where the devil is. Right. I did that one time in my neighborhood when I was a kid and I got attacked by a goose. A goose. <laughs> They're a notorious watchdog. Supposed to let's have a better story than my yeah, story before. Let's hear I tell Kevin's story. Yeah. This would be so much funnier if it was a goose attack. Um <laughs> so I'm walking and I don't know. I had nothing on my mind. Just getting home. It's dusk. Looking for that food. Uh-huh. And I pass by uh, an actual garage sale, which you know people say garage sale, but, but this one was actually happening in their garage. So their driveway was sort of littered with things for sale and the inside the garage. And there was a line of people, like three or four people waiting to, I guess, pay for something. And the devil was in that line. What? And I... <laughs> And I know this because I'm walking, and I, I, I want to say all that because I couldn't have been less scared by the situation. There was no shadows. It was still mostly daylight, and it's a garage sale, and people lined up. And I just glanced over six feet away from me is the line, and this one man who, funnily enough, looked like Jesus on the surface. Mm-hmm. And he had long hair, which you didn't see in my neighborhood in the 80s in Texas, Uh and he just, like, his head snapped Ooh. and looked at me so quick and hard, like like the hungriest creature, like, caught the scent of a wounded animal. Like, he just went, Choo! like, and he, maybe he was a, a pedophile. We don't know for sure. But <laughs> I think he's just a long-haired pedophile. Right. <laughs> maybe. Well, hold on. With head snapping action. <laughs> right. Hold on. Because I dealt with my share of pedophilia when I was a kid. Like, I had a guy try to give Whoa. me a ride home in his Datsun, and I knew how to, like, get rid of those creeps. Oh, no. Yeah, I know. I, I want to I... go back to my earlier statement and say you never have to submit to your captor. Just run. Don't yeah. get in the Datsun. I didn't get in the Datsun. I was, I was weirdly, I had a few things like that as a kid where I knew, I was kind of wise, and I was like, that guy's a creep. And when mm-hmm. he was like, I'll give you a ride, I'd be like, whatever. Like, I, I was really, so... Did it make you feel kind of attractive, though? A little bit. <laughs> I did feel pretty the rest of that walk home when that Dotson peeled oh, out no. in anger. Um, so head-snapping Jesus. So head-snapping Jesus. But what I want to say is this didn't feel like another guy that wanted in my <laughs> junk. Right. Uh, he looked at me, and his eyes were so blue. They were as cold as hell. Mm. Ooh. And in my, ver- in my, my oh, belief love- system... Hell is freezing. Yeah. I like the heat. <laughs> no, totally. So, these icy, cold eyes, and he just stared at me expressionless. He just snapped his head, probably more than a normal head should turn. Right. And he snapped on me and just stared at me. And I, before I, my brain could even process thought, my body was already moving. I was running. And I sprinted with the craziest fear in my chest for like six straight blocks, just tore home and then tore into my house and just like, was so rattled by just the calm, icy mm. stare. And like I said, I had good instincts as a kid. That's creepy. That's very yeah. creepy. So I so think th- he was the devil. Okay, then when when did the devil come back? Then he came back. Then they he- had another garage sale. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kevin well, threw his own garage sale right, right. to trap the devil. <laughs> well, I think In an he- old violin. <laughs> Whatever I would play it. That's amazing. The devil would grant me three wishes. <laughs> Those blue eyes can't hide from me. Uh-uh. Um, I think the devil figured out that I that if he were to appear in human form like that at a garage sale, I would easily outrun him. <laughs> so the next appearance was when I was um, in bed, high school now. 
He cooled it for a while, and then he came back. <laughs> so I'm came back in down. high school. Sure. And he, I was laying in bed trying to go to sleep, trying to go to sleep, and I'm laying there trying to go to sleep, and then I just felt this weird weight on me, like on my chest, like just just. I was like, oh, God, this just so much. And then I felt something coming through my bedroom window. Just Ooh. like, it just was a feeling this time. And it was, and it was like, and it was as, as though in the night, you could, you know, when you see heat waves, like in the distance, when you're driving on a desert highway, well, like it was that somehow in the dark, I could just see the weird texture of the air and, and I felt a weight on me and I was like, just a terrible, horrible dread horrible 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 feeling and i thought i have to get to and i couldn't make a sound mm-hmm. and i thought i have to get to my phone somehow i thought that's the and i couldn't move i was so weighted down with whatever this horrible thing that was just poor my bed like was old, right by the hag syndrome thing Par- paralysis yeah. is this a thing yeah, yeah paralysis yeah, yeah, yeah. this wavy dark almost like whatever the opposite of light is shadow mm. <laughs> I guess but like this wavy dark essence was just coming in Ooh. and paralyzed laying there and i thought my only chance is to get to my phone and and then i just felt this horrible dread and then later i woke up so uh-huh i don't know it was like a weird didn't feel like a dream because i don't i was laying in bed and literally seamlessly entered yep. a state where nothing had changed so it didn't yeah. feel like snapping into a dream well so. you know what you're just descri- and then but here's the oh, finish here's yes. the button on this the shadow had blue eyes here's Ooh. the button on this when I kind of came to, either snapped out of the uh, devil attack or mm-hmm. dream, whatever you want to call it, um, I looked down and off my bed on the floor was my phone and it was off the hook. Weird. So I had, I think, gotten to my phone. Whoa, somehow. weird. Maybe a little loss of time there, a loss of. That, That's crazy. It was that something weird. And like, I had a million nightmares as a kid, and I used to, but, but this one was one I'll just never forget that feeling. That, that's then. the old hag thing they talk about, like a succubus the, in Greek mythology. It's a, it's a demon that comes and sits on your chest when you're asleep, and it, and it sucks like out. Like a cat. Yeah, like a cat. Yeah. And sucks out your life force. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. That's so that it. was a succubus. But, also, Bryce, sleep yes. paralysis. He couldn't get it. He couldn't right. get all my life force. I had no. too much of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I could tell about that, that about you. Yeah. You know, I think that's an amazing story. I can't I, believe you forgot yeah. all those. Uh, you haven't hanging out with the devil because you're a liar, dude. You said you had no stories, and you had two awesome ones. All right, yeah. All right, well, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, Bryce I hope is... I make it. Will I be back? After <laughs> you, we might <laughs> yes. cut you. Okay. Well, <laughs> might be bounced from the show. Uh, we don't put up with liars in our clubhouse. Uh, <laughs> Wait, your podcast started with, with you admitting to your previous episodes being riddled with mistakes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's us. Yeah, it's true. Uh, but when we come back, we're going to have Bryce's high strangeness topic of the week. Awesome. And we're back, Bigfoot Collectors Club. We had a jump back into the session because Bryce just started going off on some something. Well, I was just we had say- to get this on record. Well, yeah, I was just saying, you know, those who have experienced with lucid dreaming, and I have a, a, some mild experience, but... Some of the most um, experienced users to get into their lucid dream state, um, it's sort of like the fast version, but the most difficult, um, is to, to lay down on your back and just to, wide awake, is just to go into the sleep state um, and consciously. And it takes a while, but to get to that, what you have to do is experience um, 
the mind-altering effect of something crushing your chest, and often people experience demons or goblins or aliens within the room. So if you can get past that, then you can move into the lucid experience where you're awake in a dream state, and then you can control your dreams. But to get there, that hard state is a lot of that uh, that that compression upon the chest and uh, and a nauseousness, and and then if there's often you know a, a sensation of something entering the room. And you called it a, a what an aeronaut? Oh, you, uh, uh, you know. Oh, so the term for a lucid dreamer is a, an oneironaut, someone an who onironaut. explores their dreams. Ooh. Yes. Mm, that's um, pretty cool. But uh, you've had a have you ever, have you ever been no, in training? <laughs> yes. Have you ever been awake in a dream, or have you ever ha- experienced a lucid dream? Uh, I don't know. Mm. What does that mean? Like you can control what happens in the dream. A lucid dream is when you are aware that you're dreaming, and you can alter or change your environment, or bring into your dream whatever you so wish I've without been waking aware up. That I'm dreaming before, but I never take full control over the dream. Mm, that's fun when you do. Yeah. Problem I had was I just, I just kept trying to like sleep with hot celebrities. So I was like, <laughs> I gotta quit. I'm like, I'm not getting anywhere. <laughs> I always like uh, anytime I'm aware that I'm dreaming now, I just automatically wake up. Like yeah. it wakes me up. And so I, I used to have a little lucid dreaming capability when I was I well, was a kid. It, but it's a fascinating subject because I mean you can really like you can really explore alternate dimensions or really whatever topic you so choose, you know. And now we know you're a pervert, so this is great. Okay. Yeah. Um so Bryce, <laughs> yes. It's high strangeness time. Yes. And uh you brought us a story I did today. And I'm so excited about it. So this is um oh my God, that's those are old notes. Oh geez. Um, I'm going into my bag. So, Kevin, what we do for every week is we have a topic of high strangeness where we share a story from paranormal history. Mm-hmm. And so we'll listen to Bryce, and then we'll, we'll you know, we'll we'll chime in here and there as we see fit. And then yeah. after this segment, I like we'll, I'm going to chime in a lot. Yeah, you <laughs> go for it. And then, and then, and then, once he's done with the story, we'll all talk about what we think, what we think's going on here. Okay. Okay. So this is an amazing incident, one of my favorites. And this is known as the Dyatlov Pass incident, and it takes place in Russia, uh, deep in the Ural Mountains. So now, on or about February 2nd, 1959, nine Russian college students, seven men, two women, they hiked up the icy slopes of the Ural Mountains in the heart of Russia, but they never came out alive. To this day, it remains one of Russia's most talked about unsolved mysteries. Investigators have been never able to give a definitive answer as to who or what caused this, um, you know, bizarre crime scene. The only official answer they ever gave on the report was an unknown compelling force. That's what they came up with. You know, some say it was an avalanche. Some say it was the local Manzi tribe, the indigenous tribe, which they were later exonerated, by the way. Infrasound, military testing, paradoxical undressing, blah, blah, blah. No one knows, except for those people who were there and who perished through it. Now, here's where it gets interesting. So about 55 years later, an American explorer named Mike Lebecki, now he's no slouch, right? He's like a 2013 National Geographic Adventure of the Year recipient. He decides to reinvestigate this mystery, and he did it with Discovery Channel. They put out an amazing program. What he uncovers is is pretty terrifying. Based on some diary accounts and some forensic evidence and a photograph taken by one of the hikers the day before they died, it sends chills up my spine, and it begs the question, did they capture their killer on camera? And you be the judge, Kevin, because this photo is just the icing on the Yeti cake, and I'll post it online. Here's what we know. Nine Russian... Wait, do I get to see the photo? Oh, yeah, you want to see it now? 
Well, you said you be the judge, Kevin, and then you just <laughs> motored on past that moment. I know. I do that. Don't make me a judge. And I wanna, then, like before we go on, yeah. I have a question. Sure. Already. So there was these these hikers disappeared, or there was a crime scene where they found their they were bodies. found. All their bodies were found. Because that this, I think I've heard this story before. Yeah, all their bodies were found, and None they of, were like massive. Well, I'll get there. Okay. Yeah. Here's what we know. I just want to yeah, know what the cops saw when they yeah. came. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, well, if so, you're trying to get me to f- solve this crime, I'm no, going to need to know. No, no, it'll never be solved because okay. you know it's 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 one of those things now where it's so put in time and place in history that that no amount of like unearthing any new thing will will bring light on this. But it it remains a mystery. How old were the victims? They were like in their twenties. They were college students at a, yeah. at a at a at a at a at a technical college right there. So a bunch of drunk college students wandered up into the yeah. icy mountains. Yeah, that's right. And we're all wondering why they didn't come. Back. No, it's true. And you know what? And the, the local <laughs> tribesmen there, they call it the Mountain of the Dead. So who goes with their buddies? Hey guys, let's go hike up to the Mountain of the Dead. And and you know and wait, was this guy from Florida? Oh, you might have been a Russian Floridan. <laughs> um, here's what we know: nine Russian experienced hikers. Right? They plan a trip of a lifetime. So after they make camp on a clearing near the top something would cause them to leave the sanctity of their tent. Now, this is where it starts to get really strange. The investigators that, you know, came upon the scene, they found slash marks that were made inside the tent, and they were all peering out at the forest. So it, it really looked like they were like peekouts. Now, what happened after that, nobody knows, because they all left the sanctity of their tent. One guy, you know, premises a stove went wrong and blah, blah, blah. But they all left half unclothed and not in a hurry. So I imagine, like... In a single line, like, we have to get out of here. Something scared them out of that tent. And from there, you know, they're pretty much doomed. Um, Or are they, you know? They found two hikers um, half-clothed. They had made a a little fire amongst the tree line. Male or female? Uh, Two guys. Two guys. And then, I know. So, and but... uh, yeah, so they uh, they found them. They, they they figured they died of hypothermia, and then they found a few other bodies. Like three were laying towards the the fire. The investigators. Once the investigators came on the scene, it was like, you know, pretty crazy. Um, locals also reported seeing strange orange orbs that night, and uh, later they would also investigate. You know, there was a big Russian military presence there. They, you know, some guy went on camera saying that they were testing a two stage rocket. Now, one of the hiker's photographs at the, one of his last photographs is, and I'll show you these pictures now, but uh, here's a photograph of the... Wait, will you say you be the judge, Kevin, before yeah. you show me the photograph? Kevin, you be the judge. Okay. Now, is that a strange orange orb, or is that possibly a two-stage rocket? And this was taken by okay, the, one of the hikers. At a, that's, yeah, that's We're going to throw this up on our Facebook page, yeah. uh, but we're looking at a photo of a uh, blurry light. Yeah, it's just really, it's pretty nondescriptive. But what I want to show you now is this photo, one of the last photos taken the day before they died. And that was on their camera? And this is on their camera. Both of them. And I, and I just want to show you that. I mean, now, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, now, if Sasquatch. you look at, the, I'm going to pass you this, but now in Russia, it's known as the Mank. Look at the arms what, on that thing. Can we all just agree on one name for this? this <laughs> right. I feel like we would have found him if we could have just all now, been well, let, calling him one thing. Sorry, so, Kevin, not everybody can be garage sale devil. Yeah, so. The, <laughs> the garage sale devil Jesus. Look right. how creepy that is. And that's just, you know, they took that on their camera. And they also, they wrote in their journal in large print. This is a definitely a photo of what looks to be a Yeti in snowy, snowy woods. Yeah, and they and this, and, and this is not a doctored photograph. There, there's a Dyatlov Foundation in Russia where the, the negatives are held in a safe. And Mike Lebecki took the negatives out of this safe, and boom, there it was, uncut, um, is that photo. And uh, also, on their diaries, 
one of the one of the students had recorded in large print. Now we know the snowman exists. Were they joking? Were they being followed? Um, you know, and, and you know, I don't want to like paint snowman. like I know. Well, that's what they they also called. They referred to it as the snowman up there. Now in the local Manzi tribe, you know, they had been telling countless tales of of the Menzi or the the Yeti. Uh, and how it had a, a fondness for for deer, and especially soft tissues like the tongues and the eyes. And on one of the Russian hikers, a, a woman named Ludmilla, you know, she was one of the last four found. They found four of them two months later, buried in a snow. The cave. campers, yeah, four the of the hikers. hikers, yeah, with extreme, extreme, um, almost uh, weird injuries, all internal, like. The, the, the coroner said it was almost as if a car crash or, or a, according to Russian cryptozoologist Mikhail Trackengertz, it looked as if someone had hugged them oh so tightly. Um, you know, so, oh gosh, where was I going? I just, it's so crazy that... Uh, I think I heard a theory about this that involves some weird sound frequency. Yeah, some guy wrote some a, kind some, of weapon that may have Yeah, in the infrasound theory, some guy wrote a book and he says, you know, there was a that that pass had created a tunnel, but listen, and, and created like a, a paranoia within them causing them to undress. Like the way the wind blew through the tunnel created but that this low level frequency Mike, that the girl hiker Ludmilla, she was found with her tongue missing and her eyes out. That is so And so every other theory, the avalanche crazy. theory, the the infrasound, the military testing, none of it explains for that. And Especially those the, the big injuries. Now I don't want to paint Yeti as a bad guy, right? Like I'm I'm here to say maybe He's got Yeti gotta eat. Yeti gotta eat, right? Yeti gotta you know? eat. Plus, this is Yeti's backyard. Well, that's right. And these are a bunch of drunk college kids. Yeah. It's, and and like and they're we said hot. in the Patterson <laughs> In my version, they're, yeah, no, they're very hot. Igor yeah. Dyatlov, he was the leader, twenty three. You know, can he, I say something about Russians? Yes, they have beautiful skin. Yeah, <laughs> beautiful skin. Yeah, yeah. Imagine that in the white, snowy Alps mm-hmm. of the Russia. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, it, this this also reminds me of the uh, when we talked about Patterson Gimlin in episode one uh that we had the theory or they had the theory that the sasquatch in that video was a mother protecting her young mm-hmm. so it's also possible that this was like you know uh, if 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 there was in fact a yeti they could have been protecting yeah their space no one knows mike and it gets very strange too because you know the russians out there they had started a um Basically, a foundation looking for this thing right about a year before. They called it the Snowman Expedition. Expedition. It was military, militarily funded, and and even the, there was one other survivor. There's actually ten members of this group. The guy got sick and he went back early. His name was Yuri. He's probably oh. thanking, thanking God, but he remembers looking back at his friends, um, you know, and they at, at their belongings, and they found a Russian military boot anklet there. So a lot, some people say that the, the the Russians got there before the actual investigative team did. And that they, uh, you know, because they had known about this, they were looking to capture mm-hmm. uh, a possible Yeti and, you know, explore it for, you know, who knows? Who knows what happened up there? But this is what we do know. That picture is real. That doesn't look like a hiker to me. And, you know, when you look up, go to, go to YouTube and just look up like Mank, Russian Yeti, Amosti. You will find some video and some photos that just, they creep you out, man. And it's, it's very strange.
Is there an animal that would have eaten her tongue and eyes out? Well, you know, uh, uh, that's that's sure. But Sorry there were to no, be the no, no. But in the guy's book, I believe his name is Donnie. He he alludes to there was no animal tracks found around. So it really mm-hmm. kind of a um, it kind of eliminated the uh, the fox ripping out someone's tongue. You know, I, I, not only did I mention, but they did find you know some sixteen inch uh, foot tracks not too far from this. Well, that's incident. important for. The case that um, Kevin's trying to put together. Right, yeah. right. Well, they found, you know, Yeti tracks, not Fox tracks, you know. So, uh-huh. but, okay. so it's a very strange story, you know. And, and the, the Dyatlov incident? Dyatlov. Was... His name was Igor Dyatlov. He was a 23-year-old Russian. Yeah. Okay, so that's the – they named it after they one really, of the yeah, hikers. Yeah, is now no, yeah, they named it after the hiker that passed. And it's still known as, to the locals as the Mountain oh. of the Dead, you know. Ooh. But, uh, yeah. That yeah. is terrifying. The – the the um the eyes and the tongue like the the horror of it like yeah is really disturbing yeah you know and 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 who knows and we also should acknowledge that there were vic- real victims here this These isn't are just real, a paranormal no this encounter. isn't a paranormal story this, this is died. this is flesh and blood here Jeez. you know and listen I, I I bring it up because like you know I don't know what happened and everybody that new Yeti and. Information is is pretty crazy, but I don't want to like. I like to think outside the box and be like, you know. Obviously, those two hikers, he didn't kill them. They they had started a fire. They had managed to get wood high up from a tree. You know, hypothermia got them. Three other bodies were laying face toward the camp. No real injuries to sustain. So maybe Yeti's just out there letting letting shit go down nature wise. You know, and um, who, who knows? I don't know. Well, you know what? We're gonna come back in just a second from this break, and we're gonna ask ourselves, what the hell was that? Welcome back. That story is scary. And now I want to ask Kevin, you've had some time to put together the evidence. You've heard this tale. And Kevin, what the hell was that? Yeah, it's 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 seeming like a Yeti. But <laughs> why why do we only get these little random grainy like put a number on the yeti population for me so i can understand why we're not seeing them very well very mm-hmm. often like well so they uh, some ex- belief some experts think there's around 15,000 worldwide and are they cuz they're not tiny no are they nocturnal yeah they're nocturnal animals uh some evidence suggests they have like lookouts throughout the day and they're mostly active during night and the ones that we do catch on camera cuz there are animals sometimes that that there have been animals photographed that not yetis, but just like a species of cat, wild cat or something. They're like, well, this is the first time one's ever been recorded. Yeah, that's right. There are slu- there are what do you call what's the word when something is evasive, to, elusive, like, elusive. There are elusive animals out there that we now know exist. So what's to say there's not? This is the argument we've already made. Foot, yeah, on but, this podcast. Yeah. Um, no, they're discovering new species all the time. But, you know, like a, like a former guest, Paul Tompkins, said, yeah, but they're not Bigfoot. And <laughs> yeah, so yeah, he's yeah. got a great point. Yes, we're discovering new species all the time, but why is that one so elusive when it's obviously the biggest? Yeah. Here's what I would offer as the uh, – to, to play the garage sale devil Jesus advocate. Of course. Um, this photo of the Yeti. Right. Okay. What is stopping this being from being some large Russian dude in like a full body snowsuit who's hanging out in the woods 
maybe a hermit. Sure. I mean, they didn't find any cabins yeah, out there, but, I guess, Mike, but the, and decides to just go slaughter four, these campers. The last four hikers had injuries, internal injuries, almost like their ribs had been crushed internally, either by a through pressure or through. Uh, Have you seen a photo of Putin shirtless? Yes. That man could bear hug you to death. I would agree with that. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, no, I, I'm just saying, I'm trying to come up with, yeah, yeah, it's an unconventional way to murder a group of hikers and to leave, also to leave witnesses. It sounds like that something scared them and that they ended up splitting off into groups and getting lost yeah. after the attack. Yeah. And that's where the other two um, incredibly good looking male campers were found by their fire yeah so i would i bet I, they had to have sex with each other to i stay mean warm. they would have had to if you think about it they would have had to to stay warm now that you're saying it doesn't this, make it gay michael now that you're saying this i'm looking at this photograph and now i'm seeing i'm seeing it could be like a hulking dude in some kind of a ski mask i'm, I'm thinking big snowsuit. full body snowsuit yeah who is following these kids i mean i don't know like a siberian jason listen you know what's weird about that though is there's something about the arms well he's got one withered arm Mm -hmm. which is interesting and might might make him more dangerous it's that other long arm though grabbing around that the injured animal that's the most dangerous they say right (laughs) he could have been injured right but something about that arm look at that belly on that guy too i know I mean, that's the thing. We can get back into the costume thing, but when you look at like... Oh, I don't think this is like a costume. I think this could be someone just prepared for the weather to do his murdering. Right. <laughs> that's you know? Well, yeah. I got to get on my snowsuit, right. get out there and start slaughtering some hikers. You do a great Russian accent. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> we have one accent on this show. <laughs> I know. It's really true. <laughs> But it's universal. Oh well, that is scary. That's really creepy. Yeah. Uh, and sorry, I know we have a lot of visual aids for a podcast, but if you go to our Instagram page and our Facebook page, we will have it. And, and we're going to get a website up. Yeah, and look too. them up yourself. I mean, this is yeah, just, you just do look the up work. Russian you Mank, f- and this this slackers. photo will pop up, and you know, and you be the judge. Ugh. All right, you be the judge. Kevin, any final last words? Uh, we're gonna we're gonna come back for a final segment. But is there any final thoughts you want to share about what you've just heard? Well, I think we should focus on the two that got away and the fact that they had enough sense to get away from that animal and get up to higher ground, build a fire, get naked, use body heat to warm each other. And that's, to me, the story, because those are the heroes. That's where the real story is. Yeah. I would agree. Great. All right. I mean, they did die. They failed. But in their arms, maybe. Yeah. But they found something. They, they learned a lot something. about life right before. Mm-hmm. They found out that Yetis exist, and they found out that the, a man couldn't love another man. <laughs> that was the invention of homosexuality. Oh. <laughs> what year was that? Uh, 59. Could yeah, be. it's about when it started, right? I was, I was not a homosexual prior to 59, <laughs> Yeah, so I don't think it existed. It's a pretty damning date. <laughs> All right, uh, we will be right back. Okay, we're back. It's Bigfoot Collectors Club, and uh, this is the part of the show where we talk about collecting things. Fun. Um, Kevin, now, I, I, we're, we're friends, and I know that you, I think, <laughs> right? We yeah. Were, before you this, we were totally friends. <laughs> <You>. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, um, 
I know I I have known you to collect a few things in your adult life, mm-hmm. but also one of my favorite things about you is that you had a very, uh, from what I understand, an extensive Matchbox car collection when you were a kid. I did. Do you have anything you'd like to share? <sighs> Um, well, I brought them all here, as everybody can see. <laughs> More visuals. More visuals. <laughs> they're all here. Every one of I them. I wish you guys could see this, because they're levitating, <laughs> which is also adding to the show. Uh, I had a huge, huge collection of Matchbox cars. And I, I don't know, back then, and back, back then I mean the 70s and 80s, it seemed like, in my memory, when you went to the any store, sold them, and certainly a toy store, had thousands of them on racks and they they were they were real cars they weren't they weren't like race cars they were like real they weren't like any real car that existed had its matchbox doppelganger whereas hot wheels was more like imaginary cool cars with like this one's a skeleton and and today whenever i they still catch my eye in the store this is what i wanted to get but they're always like a purple hot rod with right. like flames on the side, and it doesn't even look like any. You don't even know what car that is. You're in the very real world. good at identifying cars in real life. I am, and it's because of my Matchbox collection. And as would a kid. you play with them, yes. or would you just collect them? Um, tell me if this sounds like I was playing with them. I would lock myself in my bedroom. <laughs> Dang! I had a built-in, so I had a counter that ran the length of the room, and I would create all kinds of little just piles of things and all that to make a little city on that counter and i would just wheel these cars around and each one different ones had were collected in family groupings and like this is where their house and he goes to work here and the shelf also provided it was sort of a i think of it as like um what's that show that just came out that was uh scarsgard and all oh, the, big all little the wonderful lies. women big i say scarsgard first because yeah you big, knew him big, from big, big little eyes That's yeah it. big little eyes it, it was that kind of community because it had cliffs from the drop off, so of they're that like counter. in Monterey. Yeah, they were in Mo- so Monterey, and I would run these cars on basic errands and be thrilled by it. Like I never, <laughs> I didn't awesome. have tracks, and every now and then someone would try to buy me like loops and tracks, and I would right. just like they would collect dust in the corner. No, because I was busy running these women Mrs. around. Mrs. Reynolds was in Monterey. That's a- run, had run out of shampoo. Yeah. Yes. and oh. had to go down to and the local dark Walgreens. stories too, and like some you know any any and- any bodies in the trunks of those cars. God, I don't know if I ever did that. That would have been great. But I did. I kept a. I got a pair of pliers from my dad, and I would twist the fuck out of these cars to where they looked like they'd been. They had rolled down a cliff, sure. an embankment. <laughs> Wait, what? And when I had duplicates, like if I had, oh gosh, I've got two of these white Chevy Cavaliers. Well, one of them would instantly get mutilated, so that I could do the thing where she's driving, she's driving. A lot of women characters, right? She's driving, she's driving. And strong then was, female, <laughs> yeah. Heroine. I was telling strong female-driven stories way before Hollywood <laughs> totally. got oh, on yeah. board. And the car there, it went down the cliff, and then I would just. Sl- Slide of hand, yeah. Switch the the beaten up. Oh, one. the yeah, horror. homemade special effects. Uh huh. But I was obsessed. But I really did love that they were real cars. Like you could get just every normal little car. Like oh, it's a Nissan. Yeah. Two hundred two eighty ZX. I brought the wrong toy because I finally found the Matchbox equivalent of the old car that I used to have. It was a late modeled sixty three Chevy Nova Deuce, and Oof. they finally came out with one, and I grabbed them both, but. But uh, yeah, I I love those too, man. Those are those cars are the best. Kevin, it sounds like your childhood bedroom was a very magical place. 
It was uh, between that and I thought, shadow phantoms coming in to crush you. <laughs> right. in sleep. Yeah, I think well, so. You had a lot on your plate. And then my brother collected all the, which Michael can speak to this, and I'm wondering if you can too. The Star Wars, oh stuff yeah, and the oh yeah, figures and all that. And yep, I would also take the duplicates we had on those and take a cigarette lighter and melt their face. <laughs> oh off. yeah, I did the magnifying glass, like like carve out their guts or something with a yeah, with so that it looks the like the, they'd been shot with a laser. Totally. My favorite so thing to do was uh, we, when we'd play GI Joes, and then there were these figures called cops that were not. Very popular, but I loved them. Yeah, wait, that was a line. Of- they were lying. They were cybernetic cops in the future, mm-hmm. and they kind of they were like six inch GI Joe. They were by Hasbro, I think, and they had all I the like were not articulation. At all. It was just like a bunch of middle aged <laughs> Kansas police officers. Uh, this well, is Roscoe. Sounds like they yeah. fit right in <laughs> in your little Fred. Monterey <laughs> County, where all the women are suddenly out of every item in their household. I'll tell you, um, with all my female characters, those cops could have rolled in and gotten some poon. <laughs> let me just tell you. So. Uh, we used to take uh, Crayola. That it's fine. It, we understand. It's yeah, okay. Yeah. It's safe, guys. Yeah. We're idiots. We're just joking around exactly. here. Exactly. Um, we would get the Crayola marker and we'd draw like blood on their faces, like we'd like they'd be bleeding out of their nose and eyes, and it would wipe right off. So that was like our favorite mm-hmm. thing to do. Good. Oh, That's man. a good one. Yeah. Well, I, Bryce, yeah. did you bring something to share today? I did. I wish I would have brought that car, but I didn't. Hold on. Here's a cool toy. Um, have you ever seen these uh, these mini mates? Oh yeah. Do you remember the movie The Predator? I don't know mini mates. I do. Can know. I take it? Yeah, from you? go ahead. Well, I brought that one because last week I told a story about the Skinwalker. Kevin, there's a there's a demon in Utah that that cloaks itself just like the Predator. And uh, oh yeah. Wait, oh, I'm sorry. Cool. You have to explain to me. <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, I don't know if I've ever seen the Predator. You've never, You've never seen, seen the Predator. Pred- I don't think Predator, I have. It guys. stands it's not up the as a Predator. Pred- right, right. It's <laughs> one of the greatest sci-fi that movies of like all the time. Dumbest movie, The Predator. The Predator. I'm gonna start remaking movies. <laughs> the Alien. Right. The Predator. Right. It's like the Facebook. The just te- get rid of the- going back to Texas, we probably call all of that. The- y'all seen the aliens? <laughs> <laughs> y'all seen the aliens? Hey, uh, I- have you heard about I saw the-, the Star Wars? Yeah, the- I heard about you. the Star Wars going on right. up there. There's a- they got blazer swords and shit. How about the the Raiders of the Lost Ark? <laughs> oh, I love the Indiana Jones. <laughs> now, did Empire Strikes Back? Was that the Empire Strikes Back? The Empire, Empire Strikes yeah, Back. It was. So in Texas, yes. that would be the the, the, the Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> the the right. Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mini mates are like little Lego. They're almost like little Lego guys. They're yeah. kind of blocky little figures. Those are cool. Cool. I don't they're have cool. any of those, but they're cool. Yeah, you know, oh, I love it. Should've but these are the not car. put out by Lego. No, I don't think so. Yeah, they look like them. I think they're yeah. diamond. You got to see that movie, Kevin. Okay, what happens in it? Oh, I mean, there's me lots. The, give me the teaser. There's right. a lot of homoerotic tension yes. in that film. I'm in. So a group of ex-military kind of men, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. They get hired to go defeat this band of rebels out in the maybe, let's say, Vietnamese forests. I think it's in Panama. Sure, let's use Panama. Mm -hmm. And so they go out there, but only they're not finding the rebel forces. They're finding something else in the woods. It, much like the you be the judge the story you I told. I bet it's one of those big snakes. It's actually a lot like the story you told today. Yeah. What's that movie with the big snake? Anaconda. The Anaconda. Yeah. The Anaconda. The Anaconda. Yeah. Great. Uh, <laughs> it really does. But do you ever get everybody. a glimpse of the thing that they that's in the woods? Uh oh. So oh, the predator. Oh oh yeah. Oh yeah. You mm. get a big. Oh, old, yeah. So it, it's not just one of those it. where it's just rustles. No. So the here's, and the, here's what I love body. about the predator. It's an alien from another planet that comes here to hunt because it's Earth has some of the best hunting grounds. 
So he just oh comes God, and hunts so, humans. It's like those rich dentists that go to Africa. Yeah, yes, like the, yes, lions. like the Trump boys. And yes. we don't know what his day job is on his home planet. No, he, and could he's be a dentist. Got could some be. very big teeth. Right. Yeah. So he clearly takes care of himself. Right. Uh, before we wrap up, Kevin, is there anything you want to plug? Uh, well, nobody's. I'm We're in mid December right now. Yes. Okay. Oh, so this is going to come out mid December. This is uh, this is like this. Yeah, this is like the second week in December right now. Well, hey, catch the the. I think for the last uh, to the listeners, there might be one weekend left. I think of this holiday groundling show that I think I'll be participating. Oh, great! In. Yes. Okay, cool. Friday and Saturday nights. Uh, it's all. Uh, it's just just runs for a month, and it's all. And I'm an alumni, and they let the alumni do that show. And uh, Jim Rash is doing it with me. He's another alumni. And the Christmas and some, shows are always fun. They're I've, fun. I've, it's all uh, sketches that have a holiday uh, theme. Great. And, and then, then nobody's is not coming out till I think next summer. Well, that's but, okay. But that'll well, be you on can the check Paramount out season. You're in season one, correct? If season one. Binge season one. Do it. Yeah. Binge yeah. it. Bryce. Yes. Anything to plug? Yeah. Follow us on Instagram at Bigfoot Collectors Club. And uh, like Mike said earlier, you know, send us uh, any kind of story that you may have. We'd be happy to read it and maybe even tell it on uh, one of our podcasts. Yeah. Bigfoot Collectors Club at gmail.com. Uh, you can find me at McMills on Instagram and Twitter. Also, make sure that you're watching, getting caught up. I think we're in a, a mid hiatus. Uh, mid-season hiatus right now but crazy ex-girlfriend when it comes back in january i'll be in it a bunch i'm really excited about the episodes this season is really really good so please watch that um before we go i want to thank riley bray our sound engineer and uh i just want to give a big shout out and a huge thanks to lotus pool records and the band sun eaters for our music from the song come alone and uh yeah until uh until next time I'm 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 Michael. I'm 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 Bryce. I'm 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 Kevin. Bye everybody. <laughs> Later. No goodbye. Say goodbye. Say goodbye. In the 1970s, John Todd burst onto the evangelical scene with a shocking tale. He claimed to be a former witch, involved in a then-unheard-of secret organization called the Illuminati, and urged Christians to prepare for a violent world takeover. First of all, the number one weapon in everybody's home should be a 12-gauge pump shotgun. Hear the amazing story of one of the originators of the modern-day conspiracy theory. From Magnificent Noise and Sony Music Entertainment, this is Cover Up, The Conspiracy Tapes. Hey guys, Heather Ashley here, host of the Big Mad True Crime Podcast. If you're looking for a true crime podcast with all of the details and none of the small talk, you have found your people. Each week, we dive deep into a new case and learn everything there is to know, from getting to know the victim and the impact their cases had on those around them, to the investigation into what happened to them and who is or might be responsible. And if the bad guy looks like he might drink whiskey by a dumpster or has the social skills of an ogre, we say it because we were all thinking it anyway. As the name suggests, we get big mad over true crime, and I would love to have you join our incredible community of listeners with big hearts and zero time for small talk. Subscribe to Big Mad True Crime anywhere you listen to podcasts and listen to new episodes every single Monday.